Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. We dive back in today to the topic and the theme of prayer. And really, today on the broadcast, we are going to look at what is quite possibly the most difficult portion of the Lord's Prayer. You say, there is a difficult portion of the Lord's Prayer? Well, prayer in and of itself, by itself, is difficult. Prayer is work. Prayer takes some sweat equity. But there is a singular portion of the model prayer that stands out above the rest as possibly the most difficult. Now, maybe for you, it's incredibly easy. Maybe it's old hat. Maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about. I hope that's the case. But for me, what we're about to talk about today, oh, friend, it can be difficult. Let me ask you to turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter number six. While you turn there, let's refresh our memories on what we've talked about. Last week, we began this discussion. I appreciate you sticking around for two weeks on the topic of prayer. Let me remind you why we are so intent, why I personally have put such stock in prayer. Well, because I've seen prayer work. On Monday of this week, we refreshed our memories a little bit. We talked about the concept of for a memorial, seeing God work in such a way that we've got to say something about it. We've got to mark it down for future generations to remember it. But I think about the fact that we have in such an amazing way seen God work and every time, I'll say this to I'm blue in the face, but every time that we at Bible Tracks Incorporated has put a premium on this concept and this idea of prayer, God has done great things. God has blown doors open that we could have never anticipated and ones that we could not have imagined being possible. We're very thankful for the goodness and the grace of God, but I believe, I believe God hears and I believe God answers our prayers. And my desire is for you to experience the same goodness of God that we have, and dare I say it, that you experience more of the goodness and graciousness of God than we have, because we are looking to go ever onward and upward in our prayer relationship with God. So, we find ourselves here in the book of Matthew, chapter number 6, at the model prayer, we talked about our Father, which art in heaven. I'm so very thankful for God, the Father, that we can call him our Father and all the implications that come with that, the fact that we are his children and we can approach him as one of his children. What a joy. What a blessing. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We should sing praise to his name. We should thank him. We should recite his names. And actually, speaking of, let me uh, let me give you a few of his names. I see here Jehovah. I am. He can be whomsoever he pleases. I think of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nissi, his banner over us. Jehovah Shalom, peace. The Lord is our peace. The, all, all, so many, and we, for, for time's sake, we won't continue on there, but he has so many good names. Hallowed be thy name. Have you ever done a study of the names of God? I hope you do one of these days, but thy kingdom come. Are you ready? And are you praying? Are you saying with confidence, thy kingdom come? Do you know him as your king? 
Do you want his kingdom to come because you know him as king? Thy will be done. I hope you don't, friend, question the will of God. I hope you want his will to be done. Give us this day our daily bread. I think we talked about that yesterday. Relating the necessity of man to the holiness of God. But today, we come to what is quite possibly the most difficult portion of the Lord's Prayer. Let's read it all together. Romans 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. What a thought. To think that Jesus Christ would teach us to pray. But we see here, in verse number 12, Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Possibly the most difficult part of this prayer. I'd like to introduce you to a word. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. You ever heard the word reciprocal? Well, that's a similar root there. Think about this promise, that God will do something if we do something. Are you telling me we can control the very movement of God Almighty? Well, not quite, but he does promise that if we forgive our debtors, then he will forgive ours. Does this mean that we have a works-based salvation? Is that what you're saying, Brother Mike? No, not whatsoever. Let's dive into this for just a little while. Let me just give you a few thoughts on this idea of reciprocity and this thought of forgiveness. No one will ever successfully live or work with others until they first master the art of forgiveness. People will always fail you. People will always let you down. You will always feel the need, if you are like me, you will always need to forgive people and overlook some things. But you're never going to be able to be successful in your relationships with others until you can forgive them. So, you've heard it put this way, to err is human, to forgive is divine. So, let's be like God and treat everyone else like a human. Let everyone else err. Let everyone else make mistakes. They're going to. We're going to as well. But we should do our best to be like God because to forgive is divine. I want you to wrap your head around this next one. I'm, I'm kind of just giving you some bullet points here on this topic of forgiveness. It's not sins committed that God is so upset with. You say, hold up a second, Brother Mike. It sounds like we're treading perilously close to heresy. It is not sins committed that God is upset with. Rather, sins unconfessed. You see, God knows that you and I are sinners. He knows that we will often fail him. He knows that we will need forgiveness. But you know what really ticks him off? It's not the sins committed, because he anticipates those. He knows they're coming. It's sins left unconfessed. Continuing on, 
Forgiveness is the mark of a mature Christian trying to live for the Lord. I'll say it again. Forgiveness is the mark of a mature Christian trying to live for the Lord. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Reciprocity. Hmm. I'm so very glad for the fact that he was willing to forgive my debts. The debt of my sin. The debt of my past sin. The debt of my present sin. The debt of my future impending sin. What a God we serve that he was willing to forgive our debts. Do you remember the uh, unjust steward? The servant that was forgiven much by his Lord and the Gospels. And he went out and found a man that owed him some you know, one one hundredth, one one thousandth of what he had previously owed. And he would not let that, he would not give that man forgiveness. He would not give that man grace. Do you realize the kinship, the similarity that you and I have with that man? When we, we say the Lord's Prayer, we repeat the mantra of the model prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But do you truly forgive your debtors, those that have wronged you, let's talk about bitterness. Let's talk about those things. Can you actually pray this portion of the Lord's Prayer? It's all well and good to say, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But when others wrong us and we neglect to remember how good God has been to us in the ways that he has forgiven us, friend, it seems a little hypocritical, wouldn't you say? For us not to be able to forgive those that have done us wrong when he has forgiven us so very much. You know, God is perfect. We are not. I'm not telling you anything you don't know today. But we have wronged we have sinned against a perfect God. And then we get so very uptight and so very bothered when people sin against us and we aren't even perfect. Sometimes we deserve the wrongness that's been given to us and yet we get so very, so much vitriol, so much angst, so much viciousness when people wrong us and we can't bring ourselves to remember what he did for us in his vicarious suffering on the old rugged tree. Can I encourage you, as we wrap up tomorrow this topic of prayer, can I encourage you to be very careful in this most difficult aspect of a model prayer, that we forgive our debtors because we've been forgiven so very much? As we conclude today's broadcast, let me encourage you with one last thing to use gospel tracts. Here's one that I've been using every once in a while now. It's called, Thank You for Your Service. And then it says, Your Service Was, and fill in the blank. And this one's great to leave. I think we have a picture here of, of a chef, of a maintenance worker, maybe a plumber or something like that, a, a doctor even, a, uh, let's see here, a barber, uh, a cashier, different people that serve you in different ways. This gospel tract would be a great one for you to use. You can get them, just like the rest of our gospel tracts, for free at BibleTracksInc.com. 
BibleTracksInc.org. Let me encourage you to go there today. BibleTracksInc.org. You can get not only this gospel tract, but you can get a free sample booklet. It contains a description of one uh, of every single one of the gospel tracts that we currently supply around the world. Let me encourage you to do so before it's too late. There will come a day when we are no longer able to give out gospel tracts. I'm not talking about loss of freedom. I'm talking about the fra- fact that one day you and I will be called home. And at that point, the jig is up. The tally is done. We can no longer serve him here on earth. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I'll get to go to heaven one day. I hope you do as well. But until then, would you continue to spread the gospel using gospel tracts? I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope this topic of prayer has been a blessing to you. I hope it's something that we'll take home and mull over for just a little while. We have one more day of prayer, one more day on prayer here in the month of October. Thank you for listening. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.